Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the BTD Binge Cast, where we take TV shows and movies and binge them in easily digestible chunks. Once again, I am Jay Winger, being joined by... Chat from Shadow Cat Cosplay. Sam. And we're back for part two of our binge of My Hero Academia. In our first episode, we watched the first uh, four eps of the uh, series, and my... First time seeing it. I de- definitely enjoyed it. Today we'll be binging another four episodes. And anything we need to add before we go into this? Is there anything I should know about these next four episodes that you guys can remember? Well, you'll be introduced to most of Class 1A. Right. Uh, uh, good thing I've got a notebook here so I can try to keep track of all these different characters. I know we'll probably get properly introduced to the rules lawyer guy with the vents or whatever in his legs and probably you know, na- probably navel laser and uh some of the others well are we doing four or five do we doing three no you were saying we're gonna do the last five because it's pretty much the season finale all right yeah that makes more sense as we get into into uh story arcs that you guys may be more familiar with in seasons two and onward then we can then you guys can be like we should binge this many episodes because it will for reasons, but that's for later. Uh, so I guess we'll pause this right here and we'll be back after the binge. And we're back after uh, the binge. Uh, looks like Kat is uh, not going to be rejoining us, but that's fine. Uh, me, Zeke, and Sam can continue this. So, so what happens when you make food? Yeah, that's true. She, she went off to go make three episodes. She, yeah, she missed out on three episodes. It's fine. She's already seen them. Uh, she'll probably rejoin us for the third part of the Avengers season one of My Hero. But uh, so this, so the four episodes we watched dealt with uh, Deku starting at uh, the UA Academy and undergoing very you know his quirk assessments and then a mock battle. Uh, to get them used to hero training, and we get to meet some of his uh, classmates from the uh, one that I sort of dubbed the rules lawyer uh, when we were watching it, uh, who's uh, Tenye Ida, who's basically, from what I gather, his family have been heroes for multiple generations, and so yeah. has a lot of pressure on him to excel and do do well which sort of explains why he has he's very much about following the rules because when you come from a family of heroes sort of stands to reason um we got properly introduced to ochako uh forget what was her what was the other part of her name or uh something or uh oraka oraka okay this is sad the more he mentions these names i hear the voice in my head his power Explosions! How speed! <laughs> With President Mike, uh, yeah. I love him. Um, we briefly got to meet some of the, some of the others. Uh, there was Momo, who seems to be very good at analyzing things and figuring out things from observation. We haven't really seen much of her yet, but they kind of did, but only that I know her powers. What she was doing there in the exam, she creates things. Okay. Uh, We'll probably. It was in one of the episodes we got sort of a glimpse at several of the other pe- members of his class, but 
none of them really got a major focus apart from uh, Shoto, who has the fire and ice powers and is very powerful from what we from what we see. He's practically a demigod. You need to know him as Icy Hot. <laughs> Icy Hot, very well. Uh, from what again, from what we were told, he got into UA on a recommendation, which means they so clocked his Momo. powers. What? So did Momo. Okay. So which means that they got uh, clocked by somebody as having serious hero potential. They said four heroes had got him by recommendation. The rest were via the train. We've only seen three at this point in time, right? Icy Hot, Speedster, and Momo. Yeah, that's right. Who's the fourth? Have they mentioned the fourth? No, Ida was Ida was part of the exams. He got in on exams, not recommendations. Ooh. Because so he because he was there at the at the um at the exams and was the one who like criticized Deku for almost distracting Ochako. Uh, when he went to go try to talk to her, and he was like, "Are you going to distract her?" You know, before before the practical. Momo got in on um, academics alone, hmm. which makes sense given the scene that we saw uh, where she analyzed everybody. I think Todoroki had a, a little bit more than just his powers that got him in. But they said you it, know they said that Icy Hot got into a recommendation. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So recommend who do you think recommended him? Yeah, I know. That's probably spoiler stuff that but my I'll thing is figure that out later. I'm wondering who the other three are. Because I swore Spisa was one. There's four total. Because he, he was still recommended. He still had to participate, but he was brought in by recommendation, I mm. thought. I'm, I figure if, if he was brought in on a recommendation, then why would he even be at the exams? If he's basically already got an in, why even bother? I mean, they still have to evaluate their powers. That's fair, I suppose. It's like everyone else. Uh, it's one of those. Th- it's one of those things that'll probably get brought up in the future But we also got introduced to their homeroom teacher, uh, Shotai Aizawa, Eraserhead. <laughs> Love Eraserhead. He's a good one too. One of the best teachers. Yeah. Uh, from what was established, he's definitely the sink or swim mentor. Uh, basically, throws you in at the deep end and expects you to either excel or fail. And if you fail, then kicks you out because it's the kindness of his own heart yeah uh he does sort of give an explanation for it it's just like the real world is you know harsh and unforgiving if they uh if they can't hack it now they're not going to hack it later mm-hmm. kind of kind of idea all might doesn't exactly approve of his teaching methods especially given the way he assesses everyone's quirks by putting them through a series of tests uh he shuts down Deku when he tries to use his quirk on a, just to throw a softball because he saw that Deku was about to unleash the full power through his arm and just shuts his power down because that's his ability. And it was just sort of like you you have no control over your ability. If it were up, if it were up to me, you wouldn't have even gotten in. And basically expected him to fail, but gives him a second chance. And then Deku uses... One finger <laughs> to channel his power and send the softball flying, and breaks his finger. But it's still, but it it impressed Eraserhead. So there's one thing I have to go back and rewatch because I swore you, you heard Eraserhead, Eraserhead say, "And here he goes." Before he did the uh, erasing of his powers, but he knew what he's about to do and he yeah. stopped it on purpose. 
from, he was teaching him. Like, from the him. little bit that I saw of him, that strikes me as how he operates, is that he that he is, much like Deku and, and Momo, he observes things and sort of makes conclu- draws conclusions and uh, comes up with, basically knows what pe- how people are going to react. Which brings up one of the things I wanted to sort of mention, the, the whole notion that being powerless for so long uh, and Deku being, a, being the fanboy that he is led him to basically study everyone, that all the heroes that are out there and other people around him that had quirks and learned how their quirks work and basically, sort of without really intending to actually fight them, but he did it anyway, came up with strategies on how he would how one would handle that sort of thing. He's Batman. Yes, in a sense. And then he, but then he's Batman, who is then given the power of Superman. <laughs> um, but it's not unlike a series of novels that I've read or am currently reading by Jim Butcher, the Codex Alera. In the setting, everyone ha- um, has the ability to call on elemental powers from uh, spirits that are called Furies. You know, they can. It allows them to do stuff kind of like from Earthbender in a way, but it also allows them to like uh, ones that have uh, metal furies are like expert swordsmen. Wood crafting fury fury users are expert archers. Similar things like that. Water crafters can uh, are good at healing. Fire crafters can manipulate emotions, and so on. But the main character in that series, Tavi, has no furies. He doesn't have these same abilities. And over the course of the series, he joins the joins the military and is tapped for great potential. But he has to come up with different strategies to deal with all the fear, all the other fury crafters that he has to deal with. Uh, and like an a little bit of a spoiler, but like Deku, he discovers that he actually had, in Tavi's case, he actually discovers he has the ability to to be a very powerful fury crafter. But his not being able to use any powers at first led him to develop, led him to develop his intellect in a different way. Kind of like we saw Deku uh, do when he started fighting uh, Bakugo in uh, episodes six and seven. So on Dick's, um, what do you say, David? Recommendations? They're not in class one A. Oh. Okay. I know who they are. But now. it's Todoroki and Yayorozu are the ones in class one. Yayorozu is which Momo. one? Oh, Momo. So I see hot and Momo. Got it. But there's not four. There's a lot. Well, they mentioned four for this test one. I'm wondering if those two, because I think I know who you're talking about. Well. Because they're not questioning the seniors, aren't they? No, those, they're, they're already in it. They don't need to take the entrance. They're already in. Okay. So that definitely it's, means they're, that they're from not one of them if he was taking the exam. Ah. Plus, let's be honest. From Plant what we Girl, saw of Ida's... Uh, Plant Girls 1. From what we saw of Ida's character, he would have absolutely insisted on doing the exam because he wants to do it himself kind of thing. Yep. Because that's the rules. Oh, and Cat is here after missing three of the episodes. <laughs> Takes that long to make mac and cheese. Anyway, um, but yeah, the after the assessment in episode five, that's when we got the 
hero training began. They paired up everybody in the class, had some of the teams take on a villain role and have to defend a quote-unquote bomb from the hero team. Time limit, got to either capture the device or capture the uh, capture the weapon or capture, capture the villains for the heroes to win. The villains just have to either capture the heroes or uh, just let time run out sort of thing. And of course, Deku and Bakugo end up <laughs> paired off against one another because of course they would. That's just how these sorts of tropes usually go. And a lot of it, you know, at first Deku managed to hold his own uh, mostly just because he knew how Bakugo would uh, fight, but Bakugo figures it out pretty quickly and has and changes up his his uh, his attacks. Attack and so it, it, we we learn from that that he has a lot of fine control over his abilities. It's just his pride and his uh, recklessness is what's getting in the getting in the way at the moment because. Spoiler alert! Of course, Deku ends up ends up winning. He gets seriously hurt in the process, but he uh, his team ends up winning, and Bakugo doesn't take it very well. <laughs> After you watch Icy Hot, yeah, he's a Billy. Yeah, he he suddenly because he had, he believes he's the number one student in the class. You know that he's got the most powerful quirk, well, he and then he sees Icy Hot just casually freeze an entire building, and then just as casually all the ice, he suddenly realizes there are people out there that could wipe the floor with me. <laughs> You've also got the thing, he even said it himself in a previous episode, I'm the best person coming out of this worthless school. Yeah, at Aldera, yeah. What's that mean to him? Okay, so that means I'm the shiniest of all the turds. You're still a turd. He was a big fish in a small pond. Yep. He's now been thrown into the ocean. And suddenly realizes there are some sharks out there. That's before he even sees the exceptional ones mm-hmm. that we're going to see in, like, season four. Well, that's very Ooh, far. That is very, very good, far in the future. But, good stuff, man. Um, and that, but, you know, talking to Bakugo, you know, his, amb- his ambitions, because we saw a flashback again in these uh, in these episodes where he basically said that he's going to be um, become more famous than All Might, become the richest hero in the world. And that's one of the th- one of the reasons that I dislike him, dislike his character right now. The sad part about rewatching this is the fact that Bakugo is one of my favorite characters. Yes, I like Midori, but I like him more because of the way he is, his personality. Mm. It's like I like Goku. I'm not a big fan of Vegeta. He, I like Vegeta, but I'm not such big big parallels. I know. <laughs> I like. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Baku, which is. Uh, De- you could just swap Goku. places with yeah. They might as well be the same damn person. But the thing is, like, watching me re watching these and going, God, he's a jerk. I forgot how much a jerk he was. But also, and so I'm you, sure, yeah, you I'm see sure. a lot more character development with Deku as well as Bakugo. Well, they're the two main focus characters at this. this point, yes. Um, but Essentially, he's a personal antagonist to Deku. Yeah, the rival. Someone that pushed me farther beyond. Even further beyond. <laughs> Uh, but t- uh, talking of Bakugo's, the whole ambition thing that is, it comes down to passion versus uh, fame is what they're going is sort of sep- is the divide between him and him and Deku. Deku wants to become a hero because that's his passion. He's always wanted to be. That's to his be drive. His drive. 
He wants to be... Bakugo, however, is more interested in the fame aspect of it. And the money. And the money aspect of it, which is... He'll never get higher than number two. Exactly. That's, that's the... That's where where it comes in. I mean, we have seen we have heard that said of uh, people uh, that if you love some, do something you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's like and stuff like that. Deku does this because he loves it and wants to wants to do this. Bakugo is more interested in what it can do for him. He's more interested in the perks of becoming a pro hero. Versus being a pro hero because Rather, yes, exactly. it's of what the job entails. We also got to see that early on in like season one when it comes to Mount Lady. Yep. She wasn't worried for the most part about what was safe in the very first fight. Yeah. What was the best practice. She just wanted to be out there and be this hot new... She wanted. Um, she wanted to get those. Hero. Get, those get her name. Ah. Well, she wanted to get her name in the papers. <laughs> but yeah, I forget what All Might said in the first part of the episodes. The way that heroes stays if employed is by them being popular. The pro heroes have to do, have to do that thing if they want to make There's a, a lot living of doing. agencies out there too. Yeah. Well, that's something I'm sure we'll, I'll learn in well, later episodes. Like Marvel, you've got the big big superheroes. They'll take on world changing. Uh, earth-shattering... The global things, level. The global global level or stuff. cosmic level threats. But then you've also got heroes for hire. <laughs> the street-level yeah. heroes, like your Spider-Man. And oh, well, I'm going even more street. Yeah, I, I know. But... Iron Fist and Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Spider-Man is like he's a top-tier top tier street-level hero. Yes, he can move up he's to, done to, handle, to, handle, to handle that sort of thing, but he is best at street-level. Because once you... Otherwise, he's really swinging above his weight class. When because if you go off the new, oh, if you go off the new Spider-Man, yes, he is still new. He hasn't had his. Well, even even a veteran, even a veteran, even a power cosmic. Well, but again, he, he his level is best at street is you know being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man rather than your friendly universal Spider-Man. Um, there wasn't a swing off in space. Meteoroids. Asteroids. Comets. Oh, you, you like combining things. Meteoroids. <laughs> Asteroids and meteorites, man. Meteoroids is a, is an actual term. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> Me- meteoroid is what it is when it's out in space. Meteor is when it's entering the atmosphere. Meteorite is what happens after it's landed. What's an asteroid, then? Asteroid is are the larger chunks than, than that. It's been Meteor- really- meteorites are, are often... But would he be swinging from meteoroids? Yes. Yes. He could potentially do do it, but asteroids would probably be more likely. We're getting off topic here, <laughs> um, but you know it's like the passion versus uh, fame thing. I mean, we personally know somebody that was more interested in doing things to try to get famous and get rich doing it. We're not going to name names; they know who they are, uh, and we know who we know who we're we're talking about. Uh, whereas we're doing this because. We like to watch this stuff and talk about it. <laughs> and I'm hoping you all enjoy it too. And hoping you all enjoy it too. Uh, we to come back for the side tangents. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, we're probably going to have a lot more side tangents and, and stuff in the future. But for now, you know, it's like, but hey, uh, at any rate, uh, what else? We had the, the stinger at the end of, of the uh, and that's eight. Yeah. Things ended on a nice little point for this binge. Uh, 
uh, with the conclusion of this, the first day of, day's worth of training. Uh, but we did get a stinger at the end of the episode, and it introduced the what you guys said is the League of Villains, although we didn't really get to know who any of them are. Just established that they're out there, and they want to kill All Might. Well, he finds a whole mishmash group of people. Mm. Right now they're the League of Three. Um, yeah, there was the weird guy with the brain thing. There was the... That was a no-move. Sh- there was the shadow guy bartender, and then there was Hansy guy. Yeah, that's the best they, way to describe him. They, there's no way that man is old enough to drink. That's how you know he's at Eva Ball. When the younger ones are allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> who, who is too, too young uh, to drink? Bad Touch. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad, bad Touch, the guy with the, the handsy guy. Yeah. He was way too young to drink, but he had alcohol. That's so how you know he got a bad ball. I don't know. You can't really tell anything about how old that guy is because he's got hands all over his face. <laughs> um, he's, I believe he's high school age, too. Like okay. most of the people that join that group are around high school or a bit older. Well, you know, that's presumably what we'll start uh, seeing more of as the season continues, and then obviously in later seasons, but they had the whole bad guy bar and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still enjoying still enjoying the series. I'm liking uh, how they're, again, how they're handling things, in, introducing the fact that as powerful as our two main characters are in Deku and Bakugo, there are people out there that are much more powerful than them, and they still have a ways to go to be able to compete on that level. Even in their own class. Not even going to, like, pro-level stuff yet. But, uh, you know, they've very... did They did establish, like, one of the other students in Class 1A is uh, the pervert of the of the, the <laughs> class, don't even know who the hell he is. Who, who who the hell he is yet? Uh, I just I'm just thinking of him as Great Boy <laughs> because close to his hero name. Cool, <laughs> because he has the purple stuff all over himself. Um, so and the, they are the purple balls. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Quirk is called Pop Off. Mm. I'm not going to say it. It's too obvious. And the more he uses it, the more the top of his head bleeds. Not going to say it. If he extends his limit, that's when they start to make his head bleed. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Let's just be happy it's purple. Yeah, it's not like blue. But that would probably be way too obvious. But, yep. Uh, blue sticky. I think that's... God damn it! <laughs> I think that'll about uh, wrap it up for this uh, for this episode of the binge cast. Unless anybody else has anything they'd like to add, that should be it. All right, so, five episodes next. And yep, yep, our next binge will be uh will be five episodes. It'll be a little bit longer. Shit's gonna get real. Well, yes, yeah. because we're getting the, we're getting into the end of season one. So and don't get used to these non cliffhanger endings, because God help you, have season two and three. Well, as I've said, yeah, we if we there. get to the end of a, if we get to the end of a, what is scheduled to be the end of a binge, and it's a cliffhanger, then we're just going to end it there, and I'll probably be shaking my fist <laughs> at the heavens over it and screaming into the microphone. Not literally. I don't want to blow out everybody's ears, but we will give you a proper warning if he starts to scream. <laughs> I'll try to give a fair no, warning as well. Me a warning. I'll put, uh, but for uh, Zeke. 
Cat and Sam. I'm Jay. This has been the BingeCast, and we'll see you next time.